You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Porpoise Pod with your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solano. Same story, different weeks. A lot of three straight losses for the Dolphins, and they all feel very eerily similar. Uh, I don't know where you want to start. Another game where you're, you don't start, you don't end with the same quarterback that starts the game. Another quarterback gets hurt with injury. Um, key turnovers late. Crushing touchdown after said turnover to really put the nail in the coffin. And now you sit three and three. Um, watching the Jets go past you in the standing. It's a, it's a depressing <laughs> Sunday, my friend. It is. It is. The Jets pick up a big win on the road at Lambeau Field, and uh, you're the Dolphins. You have a chance late in that game. And when you look at all the stats, Tobin, when you look at the numbers, you struggle to realize why the Dolphins got beat the way that they did, right? And then, you know, when you watch the game or you listen to the game, you realize, well, they don't end the game with the quarterback they prepared with all week. And uh, the injury bug strikes again. It comes in bunches, impacting the same positions uh, on both sides of the football. And you're sitting in a, a very deep hole now, Tobin, at 3-3. Three and three. Still a soft part of the schedule coming up, but it's been ugly. It has been. Yeah, it's ugly and it's been painful because on the one hand, there's been some great resilience we've seen in all of these games uh, to be in games when you feel like, you know, Tua gets stretched off a field. You don't really feel like you're going to have a chance to win that game. And you did, but you had a, a key interception late. And then the, the Bengals ended it when, you know, you lose Teddy Bridgewater and you see the way Skylar Thompson's playing in the early goings in the Meadowlands uh, and the way the defense was, you didn't really think like you'd have a chance in the fourth quarter, but you did. And then the same way today, you're like, ah. Eh, once again, you know, you don't feel like uh, a high-powered offense like the Vikings. You don't think you're going to be really in it, but you really are all this game. And just to see all of these games really have their opportunities get crushed in such epic fashion is what I think hurts the most about it. It's like, you know, I almost feel like I could deal with it better if I knew the Dolphins were, you know, it, were shorthanded and they felt like they were in over their head. But I feel like with this team, that they have had chances to be in these games and win these games. Maybe not the Jets game. You know, I mean, that, that's probably wishful thinking. They were in that game, but, you know, fourth quarter really fell up. But, but the Bengals game and this one certainly were right there for them. And to have them both go the other direction is, uh, is pretty bitter. Yeah, yeah. And especially when you consider the fact that you start off that game and really for, for the, the entirety of the game, the the defense at least you know the big guys up front like they handled their business right yeah. like you can point to specific parts of this team and say okay they played well the wide receivers with Tyreek Hill and uh 
and Jalen Waddle, like you expect those guys to be playmakers. You expect them to have big performances and they do, but you don't expect one of them in this case, Jalen Waddle, you know, being the the guy who, who kind of costs you the game in the end. And I'm not, you know, blaming Jalen Waddle because there were other parts of the game where, you know, the Dolphins kind of uh, shot themselves in the foot. But at the end of the day, I mean, you have a chance there. You're driving down the field, you're down six, and uh, and it is Waddle for the second time that costs you the football and uh, and coughs it up. So Well, I am blaming Jalen Waddle. Like, I don't okay. understand why there's this <laughs> propensity for fans not to blame something that's quite obvious. Like, Jalen Waddle blew that game, and that's just flat out. I love Jalen Waddle. Don't get me wrong. Like, we're all sitting here penguin dancing, and he gets all his flowers, and this dude, for the for ninety five percent of the time, gets his ass kissed by Dolphins fans. Deserved. He's awesome, but he blew that game, and that's that's an you know that's 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 a back breaking fumble. And yeah. you know if you're going to be one of the best receivers in this league, which we all think, you can't you can't blow games like that. And especially when you are in a situation where we're on the backup quarterback for the third time in three weeks. You need your best players to come through for you with big time plays. And, you know, we saw that in certain situations where guys were coming through. Tyreek Hill comes through in a big way. Like, no, that can't. That's those are inexcusable from Jalen Waddle. I, I, I just, <laughs> fans got to realize, like, there's a difference between being a hater on a guy and just calling it like it is. Like, if you're in a situation and you're right, if I look at the numbers of this game, yeah, there's imperfections everywhere. Run game again didn't go going. Offensive line looked like crap. Took a while for Teddy Bridgewater to find his rhythm. Fine, but you were on a on a game winning, a potential game leading drive, and one of your go to guys gets a first down and then just coughs up the football like that. If that's not blowing the game, I mean, I don't know what your standard is then for blowing the game. No, I mean he he clearly blew the game in that specific instance in in the 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 fact that the Dolphins were driving down the field and had the chance at that point to take the lead. But man, like how many instances can I show you where other players cost this team points as well? First of all, Jason Sanders. I mean, uh, you know, I'm bum, so done, bum. I'm, I'm <laughs> done with him. I am so done with Jason. This guy is washed bum it right com- now. And it comes and-, and goes for kickers, dude. You just know <laughs> it's over for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's done. So, and, uh, but what about, let's go to the, you know, one of the first drives of the game for the Dolphins on offense before Teddy Bridgewater's in there. Skylar Thompson kind of feels, you know, he, he's getting in a, a rhythm. He's looking better than Teddy Bridgewater has looked the entirety of, of his time as a backup here in Miami. And you go 30-yard pass to Waddle, completion. Then Moster on the very next play, 16-yard run. And then Tyreek Hill, these were all in consecutive order. Tyreek Hill, nine-yard pass. Yep. And then following that up on the next seven plays, it's five penalties. I, I believe four of those plays put you down in the red zone. On one instance, River Craycraft caught a pass after uh, a Skylar Thompson evaded pressure, hit him down the middle of the field, and he gets to the one-yard line. Any of those you know, instances, you could argue, the Dolphins, at the very least, have a chance to put three on the board, if not um, uh, get a touchdown. And instead, they have to punt the ball. And then the next time you get it, Another punt. Skyler goes to the locker room. Um, like you could, in my opinion, point to so many instances where, you know, the Dolphins on third and short don't convert. They go for it on fourth down. And we like the wheelbarrow plays 
from McDaniel because he does it later on in the game right before the fumble and it paid off. But, you know, kind of the same old, same old we've seen from, from former Dolphins teams where inability to, to convert on third and short, inability to convert on third down period, inability to move the ball throughout stretches of the game. That's why I'm saying I'm not just placing the entire loss on Jalen Waddle, even though, yes, he blew the game at the end. I'm not going to argue with that. No, look, the offensive line was piss poor today. Um, it sounded like afterwards, Mike McDaniel made it sound like Austin Jackson and Toronto Armstead will be better, will be ready for next week, yeah. along with Tua. So that's great. I mean, it does it does sound like some reinforcements are coming. Um, but I think the way I look at it from this standpoint is I already know that they're in an adverse situation. If you've gone now three straight games where you have to play basically your backup quarterback to close out your game. Um, you can't, you can't have your best, your best players have to have to rise to a level even higher because I can't expect Greg little to not be Greg little. I can't expect <laughs> the backup lineman to be not the backup lineman. They are what they are. Jalen Waddle, we all think is going to probably be a top 10 receiver in this league. And you could just see how crushed he was by that because yeah. of just the dejected look on him. So I, I just, I, if it would be Tyree kill Tyree kill would be getting crushed today because he's the highest paid player of the team. If it was, you know, Mike Gusecki, I feel like he's more polarizing. I think that, you know, Waddle is just so popular. His dolphins, you know, Q rating has to be through the roof. Everybody loves Jalen Waddle. Who doesn't love Jalen Waddle? So it sucks when that happens, but you know, I, I'm with you. He's not the sole reason that they lost, but when they had that game in hand, yeah, uh, it, it killed him. But the thing that's been killer about this is this has now happened three straight weeks where there's been a turnover and it's resulted directly to a touchdown for the other team and it's killed you. It's it's put you completely out of the game. It happened against the Bengals. It happened against the Jets and it happened this week. And certainly with what you're dealing with from the injury standpoint, when you're dealing with, not having Tua, not having Teddy, now not having Skyler, all the guys that you prepped for that game week all leave. You then can't also have backbreaking turnovers that lead to scores for the other team. If not, first of all, put your defense in a terrible spot. Uh, and second of all, like you're giving the word, you're giving up points directly for yourself because, you know, uh, at least on two of those drives, the Skyler one was way back in your own territory, but with Teddy and with this one, you were driving. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it was backbreaking. Um, and you are in that situation where you're preparing, like you said, with a specific player, first two on Cincinnati, then Teddy, and then Skyler. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, it, I can't believe this happened three straight weeks. It's That's like, it's, it's so stupid. dumb. Yeah, it's, it's it, like, and like, what are these injuries that have happened? Like, it, two is probably was the most uh, preventable, I guess we could say, because obviously everybody knew he was not 100% going into that game. But the Teddy Bridgewater thing, fake concussion. Uh, which then allowed him not to practice all week. And then the Skylar Thompson, oh, yeah, you're right. I thought, I love the fact with Skylar, I love the fact that they let him out there. They let him cut it loose a little bit. Like, just I go. just thought, just do your thing. Yeah, you be you. And I thought that that was a beautiful thing with him. But the, the penalties were were hard to overcome for him. And then, you know, the, 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 the line was getting their ass kicked today. And so not, not a surprise that he ends up uh, getting, you know, his, his finger crushed on one of these. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it was bad with the offensive line. Um, There's also, you know, something to be said about the Dolphins secondary. We're going now three straight games where the Dolphins don't have a takeaway. This defense, they're not taking the ball away from the other team, forcing turnovers. I mean, we're a little spoiled from the second half of last season, Tobin. There's no doubt about it. But we're not asking for three interceptions and two forced fumbles in a game. We're asking for the defense to come up and make a big play. And, you know, for the most part, I think there was at one point four consecutive or five consecutive punts by Minnesota. Like the big guys up front, they did their job. And the defense for a large portion of that game did their job as well. But when you put it into context, I mean, Miami had almost double the amount of possession time as Minnesota. So the defense wasn't out there throughout, you know, long stretches the way we saw against Buffalo. Like we, what was what was asked of them was less than other instances where they came out on top and that they showed that they were elite. Um, and I mean, you can't force a takeaway from Kirk Cousins <sighs> and, and, and Minnesota. And I know now Nick Needham, uh, he has a torn Achilles. It's being reported. So yes. he's obviously done for the year, if that's true. And uh, you got a couple decent plays from Noah Igbenogany, but you know that. I know. You know, Look at that, that. That's not something that. Because his first play out, the first play we all saw, it was pass interference. Like, oh, no. I know. And it was like, here we go. But he had a couple nice breakups. So I, yeah, I'll tell you who was getting his ass kicked by this. You didn't hear this on the broadcast. But, man, Jonathan Thelma had no shot on his name. I mean, he said it like four different ways. On who? On Iggy? Oh, on Iggy. Yeah. He was like, oh, Igbanahini, wow. Igbanani. <laughs> Igga, and like, I'm like, nope, not even close, Vilma. To be fair, to be fair, well, you know, Jonathan Vilma probably should know all the Dolphins players' names. But to be fair, Iggy hasn't played too much this year. Yeah, that's so, fine. You know, to be fair. I just wish somebody would have gotten his ear like, all right, it's Igbanagani. <laughs> or I just know. go, just go Iggy. You or know, just, just go, just bum. go Noah. <laughs> Yeah, he was getting his ass kicked by that, uh, by that, by that name. But no, I, look, the defense. I, I mean, eleven three and outs. That's a pretty good performance. But as you said, like you know, Xavier Howard, it's Justin Jefferson, so it's a tough ask. But he got, you know, he blew past him. That's what you ask for your elite cornerback. And then you know, Thielen got him on that touchdown. So there's a couple more possessions there where you're looking for your your best guys. But you know. All in all, like another tough deal with you. It's a good team you're taking on, and to be in that position, I mean, geez, Tyree Kill just keeps putting up numbers. It's crazy, crazy. What hey, do we make? Let me ask you something. What do we make of these mid breaks? These mid game breaks that he has to go rehydrate. I'm not saying anything because he's a dolphin, and I don't want to look uh, feel like there's anything suspicious going on here. But it's very noticeable that after these rehydrations, he seems to uh, be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, there's plays where he's catching the ball and any other receiver in the NFL is getting tackled, right? Like they're just going down, catching the ball, and there's nothing else to be. He makes one step one way. The way he's able to accelerate, we've all seen the highlights, but watching it live or watching it 
every week. It's effing crazy what he's doing. Really, like it's insane what he's what he's able to do. The way he's able to get from like one gear and and hit that next one. He's flying by people. It's crazy, man. Like he's fun. He is fun to watch. Um, but I'm I am I am I'm not shying away from what you're saying. It's it's an interesting situation where he runs into the locker room and you're like, oh, uh, you get the, the 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 report from the Dolphins that he's questionable to return, but then 17 seconds after that's sent out by the Dolphins, he's coming right back on the sideline. Like he's running fast out of the locker room and, and he's putting his helmet back on. It's like Popeye and his spinach, dude. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I know that he plays like at this crazy blazing pace and now he has to play in humidity too on top of that. But it's very interesting how he seems to come back there and it feels like he gets an extra hundy every time that he's, uh, he's back from the locker room. He finished with, 177 yards today he is he has been as advertised he's really good and you really can't wait to see him back out there with his starting quarterback to see what uh what actual you know damage he could do for points 